Good evening, everyone. So uh, tonight, uh, we're going to give ourselves uh, to prayer. We do this every year, and uh, we have uh, several items that we'll be praying for as we go. We have a number of individuals that will be praying uh, toward the end of the evening. Uh, going to do it a little bit differently. We want to get our hearts uh, prepared for prayer, so to speak. Um, how many of you uh, learned the Disciples' Prayer or the Our Father or uh, the, however you want to call it? You, you learn it. You know it. Our Father, you know it. Okay. So uh, would you, let, let's just say it together. Our Father, which heart in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, yeah, the rest of it, thine is the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, as a little Catholic boy growing up, I learned that uh, prayer and didn't even know it was in the Bible until I became a Christian and found out it's actually in the Bible. And it was never intended to be prayed over and over again like that. That would be a vain repetition. Uh, but uh, Jesus did give it to us as a pattern for prayer. And our friend John Piper is going to help us out on that. So listen up. That was beautiful, wasn't it? Let's turn right now to the groups that you're, where you're sitting. You can pull some people in if they're away from you. But try to get in groups of like four uh, and uh, we're going to start tonight by just praying as groups uh, and, and just in an adoration. If you need something to remind you of who God is, Psalm 145 will do. Go to, go to Psalm 145 and pray through portions of that. We're going to take about five minutes to just each one of us getting our hearts right with God, adoring him for who he is, for what he's done. And uh, all that we hope for in our eternal God. So, uh, and if you are able to get on your knees, you can do that. It might not be convenient wherever you're sitting. It's fine. It's not a spiritual thing one way or another, whether you're on your knees. But at any rate, let's go to prayer as we focus in on the adoration of our, of our Lord. From Hebrews... Chapter 5, Pastor Pat read this this morning, referring to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane this morning during the message. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications. That's a good example for us, right? With loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. He was praying to his father who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. And we pray to the Lord this evening as well, our Lord, if you're a believer, if you're a Christ follower, who's able to save you not only from death, but from everything in this life that attacks us. We're heard not because of our loud voices or because of our special words or even because of this building, but because of our reverence, as we were reminded this morning. We don't come to our Father flippantly, but focused, right? We do that individually as we recognize his omniscience and we have a constant awareness of his holy omnipotence in our lives and we do that in groups. We do that in our cell groups. We do that from stage. We do that in those quick prayers. 
right before we're about to have an accident or right before we're taking a test at school or right before we have a conversation with somebody that we know is going to be difficult, we do that in reverence. And we do that again here this evening. And then verse 8, referring again, of course, to Jesus, although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Let's learn obedience in that great school of, um, of obedience with that master teacher of suffering. As Jesus did, let's submit. We submit to our Savior this evening. I was thinking on the way home this morning as, we were, as I was driving back, we each have this cup of trials, this cup of um, dirt, this cup of mud that we've offered to Jesus. And he takes all of our little mini Dixie cups and pours it into this giant cup and he drinks it all, right? All that sin, all those mistakes, everything that we do that's not in line with his character. And he drinks it all, drank it all on the cross and forgave us. And then just didn't leave us empty with all of our little tiny Dixie cups here empty. He filled all of our individual cups back with his joy, with his forgiveness. And as Jesus did, we get to say, not my will, but thy will be done. And so we pray now that we might submit as the Lord's prayer, or really the disciples' prayer says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Would you pray with me? God, we want to follow Jesus' example. The one who was your son who always was your son, who is your son, always will be your son, and as we read in Scripture, the one that is to be our example. And now, Lord, we follow his example in submission to you. We have things we think we're supposed to be all about. Maybe individually we think that we're supposed to be all about our jobs or supposed to be all about our families or the stuff that we can amass the money that we can earn, or the accolades or the reputation that is ours here on earth. But God, we want to submit all of those things to you this evening. Not just tonight, but we open up our hearts and our hands and our very lives to you this evening, and we say, take them, we submit. As if we were in heaven, God, we submit to you tonight. If we were in heaven, we would have no issue with laying everything down in front of you. And now, God, make it so here on earth as it is in heaven. In our lives, we submit to you. We want to be a church that sees more people be more like Jesus. God, we we believe that's what you want us to do. And we submit all of our programs, all of our words, all of our classes, all of our groups, all of our studies, all of our conversations, all of our buildings and cars and 15 passenger vans and all of our finances, we submit all of those to you so that you may, through us, make more people more like your son. God, we say that we value the gospel. We want to be characterized by men and women who value the gospel, who understand that you sent your son Jesus to rescue us from eternal death, and so we get the privilege, the joy of being able to live our lives on earth for you. God, we submit to you in that life. I pray that we would love the gospel. I pray that we would love community.
fellowship, the the body of Christ as we share life with those that you have adopted into your family. God, thank you for this community. Thanks for men and women that we can follow. Thanks for men and women that bear our burdens. Thanks for men and women that cry with us, laugh with us, enjoy the amazing and the and endure the mundane with us at times. Thank you for this community. And God, we want to submit our lives of mission to you. You called us to make disciples, and as Christ followers, as part of your family, that's our role. No matter where we are, whether we're closing our locker at school or sitting across the cafeteria table from, a, from another freshman in high school, whether we're driving back and forth to DMAC, whether we're in a cubicle, or whether we're a mom or a dad at home with kids, God, we submit our mission to you, that we would be men and women who make disciples, who go into all the world, starting with our Jerusalem, our culture, our context, and maybe even across cultures and in other contexts. God, we submit to you, your kingdom come, your will be done. God, we want to be a church. We want to be full of individuals who are generous, who take what you've given us temporarily and invest it, not just spend it and certainly not waste it, but invest it for eternity. God, I thank you for those who are doing that even tonight. I think of our shine workers who are investing the time and the abilities that you've given to them, and they're investing for eternity into many of our children, even right now. Thanks for those who serve and volunteer here every single week, who give financially on a regular basis, investing what you've given us for eternity. And God, I pray that we would be a church that worships, not just here on Sunday morning or on Sunday night, not just this week at 6 a.m. as we come back to pray, but that we would live a life characterized by pointing everyone and everything back to you. That when someone says, wow, good job, or wow, where did you learn how to do that? Or wow, there's something different about you that we can deflect that and as we reflect you, that we would worship you, that we would show others around us how amazing you are. God, we submit to you in that because that is, oh, that's tough. Because we want the glory. I pray that we, as we will in heaven, would here on earth worship you. God, that we would be a church that follows your son, Jesus' example of service. That we would wash one another's feet. That we would love the least of these. That we would obey you to the point of serving you as we serve others. That we would be a church that serves not just our people in this building and that are here on Sunday mornings and that would call Sailorville Church their home, but that we would serve others around us. That we would serve people that don't even know you as their Savior. So that they might see you as their Savior as they watch us serve. God, some has said that we're never more like Jesus than when we serve, and I pray that we would submit to you as we serve. As we put the needs of others, yes, even others that we don't know, maybe don't even like, before our own, that we would be a serving people, and that, God, we would grow, that we would understand that what you give to us, everything you give to us, is for us 
to turn back to you in growth, that we would thrive, that we would spend time in your word, that we would memorize scripture, that we would spend time talking to you and listening to you, that we would spend time with others being accountable and authentic, caring for one another, confronting one another when we need to, loving one another. God, we submit our our growth to you. We cannot grow without you. God, thank you for showing us Jesus who took the cup that was ours and submitted to your will. We, Lord, want to submit to your will also. And before I say amen, right there in your seats, if there's an area that you know right now that you're having a hard time submitting to God in, why don't you take just a few seconds and Relinquish that to him this evening. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you, Jason. You know, the most natural thing we do when we pray is we ask for stuff, right? (laughs) And it maybe seems a little selfish, but Jesus did say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then give us this day our daily bread. That's our needs. Not our monthly bread or our weekly bread or even annual bread, but our daily bread. Jesus was thinking about the children of Israel in the desert when he said that. They literally waited for their daily bread. And if they kept it for more than a day, it spoiled on them, right? That's a powerful lesson. But God does want us to ask. Uh, It's not an insult to go and ask God. I mean, it's actually, it's part of your worship to ask God for things you need. That is part of your worship. You are acknowledging when you do that that he's the only one who can provide those needs, right? So every one of you right now as I'm talking, I want you to be thinking of two needs that you, you have personally, and you're going to share that in your group, uh, hopefully willing to do that, and then we'll just swap in prayer for one another on that. Um, I just wrote an email to uh, responded to Chuck and Donna Larson in Togo, and uh, if you get some of you, many of you probably get their stuff, and and I read a couple of his emails uh, recently, and he almost apologized for kind of seeming like he was complaining. Had a 44-year-old guy come in, uh, his heart wasn't <clears throat> beating, and they put a defibrillator on him, and the defibrillator failed on him. Well, you know, every hospital has a backup fib- defibrillator, so they've got... This one didn't. The man died. And Chuck <clears throat> went on in his email saying with just all kinds of questions. Why did this happen? How senseless is this? This is a hospital. Why don't we have another defibrillator? And Then it just kind of rolled into all kinds of other questions. And in the follow-up email, he kind of apologized for it. But when I emailed him, I said, Chuck, when I read your prayer, I was encouraged. You, you reminded me of David when he prayed. David, when he prays, he's asking God all kinds of questions. As you've heard me say before, it's okay to ask God questions, just as long as you're not shaking your fist while you do. 
So we're going to go to prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Turn in your groups. Mention a prayer or two, and let's go for it. Uh, The next prayer time, I should say, is the reason why this prayer, model prayer that Jesus gave us, is better than any man-made thing you could come up with, acrostic or otherwise. I asked if you'd memorize this because, and many of you have, I think everybody should have this prayer memorized. Not to repeat it like I did as a little Catholic boy, but to use it as a template for your prayer life. The next two petitions is what makes this prayer so exceedingly superior to any of the fluff stuff that's out there. And the next one here is this. If you put it up, if you would, please. Confession. Forgive us our debts or our trespasses. Uh, Matthew was a tax collector, so he would write debts. (laughs) Uh, As we also have forgiven our debtors. Spurgeon called the second part of this the awful petition. Because you are in essence saying, God, I need you to forgive my sins the exact same way as I forgive those who sinned against me. Which basically says, and if you didn't get it at the end of this prayer, Jesus does repeat it and says, if you, if you don't pray with a forgiving heart, you're not going to be forgiven. So this is an intensely personal time of prayer. You sitting by yourself, I don't even want you holding hands with your spouse. I just want you to be alone with God and confessing any sin you may have and have a heart willing to forgive anyone who has sinned against you and to show genuine love for them at the same time. I am going to add one petition to this. I... I got a late response from her, or I would have added it to the last one. But the sister in Christ I referred to this morning at the opening part of my message was our own Amy Blevins. Some of you already know that. Most of you don't. Amy Blevins, many of you have seen her. She sings. She's one of our singers. She loves the Lord. She, uh, some time back, a year or two ago, she had leukemia, and uh, it's come back. And she has a brain tumor. And she will be biopsied tomorrow. And uh, so she has given me permission to ask you to pray very much for her, if you would, please. Uh, She has a great spirit, and she has real peace, as does Mike. But these are heavy times. I want you to pray for that on your own, but not at the expense of praying for yourself, asking for forgiveness of your sins, as you forgive those who've sinned against you. Let's go to prayer. Some of us to pray. It's a hard prayer because there are people in our lives we struggle with who've sinned against us. And we've struggled with bitterness. But some of us have not come before you and said, Lord, I, I release them. I forgive them. Give us hearts to do that, Lord. And cleanse us so that we might be fit for you, our master's use. In Jesus' name, amen. As I said, this this prayer goes deeper than any human acrostic because of the next one, which is 
and lead us not into temptation. How many of you prayed that this morning? Raise your hand if you did. Okay, a few of you did. Some of you get it. And deliver me from the evil one. Have you, did you do that as well? Jesus told us to pray that on a regular, daily basis. Those of you who've been around for the 20 years I've been here, remember we used to do the old prayer meetings on Wednesday nights. I used to ask you that about every month or two. If you prayed against temptation, that's you. When, I, when, you're, when you're praying, lead us not into temptation, you're acknowledging that you have certain proclivities. You have certain inclinations in your own life that are given toward covetousness, given toward lust, given toward thievery, given toward jealousy, given toward anger, given toward pride, or any number of other works of the flesh. We are, we are all wired differently and are all of us are sinners right down to the dna and that's why you know yourself better than anybody next to god right so that's why you pray against those temptations and then the one who fuels them against the one who fuels them the evil one himself so i'm going to pray and then as soon as i'm done praying uh uh, a number of individuals are going to be coming up to the microphone and praying over certain areas of our church. All right? So with that in mind, I'll start us off in prayer. Let's go back to prayer. Father in heaven, thank you again. Thank you that we can come before you with a certain confidence that you are, you, not just that you're sovereign, but that you hear our prayers because you're omniscient. You know everything about us. You know our weaknesses. And so, God, I pray that every one of us would come to you with those areas of weakness in our life. Right now, I'll just take a few seconds to identify them before God. Lord, lead us not into temptation. And please, God, help us to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the evil one. And I pray that you would help us to be very much aware that we have an enemy who cannot steal our souls, but he can put us on a shelf if we allow him to. So we pray against him the power and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord, for the church at Sailorville, your church at Sailorville. Lord Jesus, you are our head. We have adored you. We have sought you. We are praying to you. We brought our petitions before you. And now we pray over our ministries to you. We come to you on our way to the Father that you might hear us as we plead for the church at Sailorville. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to come to you. Lord, we thank you and praise you for um, every Sunday that we can walk in these doors, Lord, and just know that your truth is being proclaimed. Lord, we just thank you for the wealth of, of pastors, 
the ability that they have to preach your word and your gospel and challenge us, challenge every one of our hearts, Lord, that um, no matter who is up here, we know that the, the gospel is going to be preached, Lord, that we know that the truth is going to be challenged in our hearts and our lives. Lord, we thank you for the gift of music, Lord. We thank you for the way that we can use worship musically in each service. Thank you for Pastor Paul and for his leadership. Lord, we just thank you for the way that you have given us music to be able to express ourselves in worship. We have such an emotional response through music, and even this morning as we sang, just the, uh, the, the amazing way that music moves us and prepares our hearts for worship, Lord, and leads us into worship so that when that, that truth is proclaimed to us, Lord, that our hearts are softened and ready for it. And Lord, I just pray that uh, as Pastor Nemers, as Pastor Brad, and the rest, that as they prepare messages for us, Lord, that you would just guide them, direct them, give them wisdom that what that they have is not their own words, Lord, but what you would have for them to give to us. Lord, continue to reach us where we're at, where we need to be, and that the sins that we have in our lives would just be challenged so that we can change to become more like you. Lord, I just pray that, that uh, as we come in every Sunday, that the worship that we give is genuine, Lord, that is heartfelt, Lord, because you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of all that we have to offer in music, Lord, and in preaching and teaching and the giving of offering and all of that that is our worship to you, Lord. And we thank you that we have these times set aside on Sunday to be able to come and collectively worship as a group of Christians here at Sailorville. Just name me. Dear Father, it's a little frightening to pray in front of this group, and I realize and I think of the fact that I'm not praying to these people, and, and so I pray on behalf of myself and Sayville Church tonight, Lord, and I think of the song that we have sung tonight that we love, and think of the fact that you're the one who holds the ocean in your hands and, and numbers the grain of sand, and that... We have a great privilege to know you as our Savior, Lord, and we have a great privilege to sing that. And we have a great privilege to bring your gospel to our, our city and our, and our world, Lord. And I just pray in particular, specifically for the music of this Sunday, Lord, for the music of Easter. I pray for no distractions with the sound and the lights and the instruments. And I pray for health and just mental and emotional and spiritual focus and well-being of of the musicians and Pastor Paul that will be a part of of the three services on Sunday and I, I think of the fact that that's a lot a lot of services a lot of energy and and we know that you can that you can impart that and you can give a strength um, unimaginable on Sunday as as we work to bring the gospel and music and in, in pastors preaching to many people that won't step foot in a church very often, Lord. And music is a powerful tool and pastors preaching is a powerful tool, Lord. And I just pray that you would enable him with a great, a great strength in his soul, um, with eloquence in his words and 
with scripture just coming quickly to his mind as he as he brings the message that you have for us on Sunday and and we're privileged to have the gospel story to tell and I just pray that as we go through this week we'll faithfully pray that we'll faithfully invite and that we'll not be hesitant to share the privilege that you've given to us and I thank you for the part the, the chance to be a part of this church and I I pray that we especially, as we remember the resurrection, that we won't forget the part of being here to glorify you, Lord, and to bring you praise, praise with our, with our song and with our minds and with all the parts of, of the service on Sunday. We pray in your name, amen. Heavenly Father, I just want to come before you tonight and lift up the marriages at Sailorville. And I thank you so much for creating us in your image. And I pray that in our marriages that our spouses would be able to see you in us. And that in our marriages you would be magnified even to the world. And that you would be made known in our marriage. And I just thank you so much for sending your son to die and showing us that perfect example of love. And that you love us so well. I thank you for your steadfast love to us. I thank you that your love is unfailing. I pray that we would have that kind of love in our marriage and that it would be something that we seek your face daily and that you are the center of everything. Um, I want to pray specifically for marriages here tonight that are struggling even now, that don't know where to turn. They feel like they have no hope um, it might seem impossible. And through you, God, there is always hope. I know that you are all powerful. There can be victory found through you and um, help these marriages to understand true and real forgiveness. And um, I just also think of Pastor Kurt and just the ministry that he has towards counseling these marriages, whether they're struggling and seem like there's nothing else that can help, or even strong marriages, God. I know the importance of just keeping that um, almost a checkup, like um, keeping in tune with just different things that we might not be aware of. Um, that someone else looking in and peering in and helping us see those faults and struggles can even just be a help, God. And um, I thank you so much for just the emphasis this church has on even just relationships, God, and um, wanting to help others and being more like Jesus. And I just want to just lift up the marriages, God, and you know the hearts of everyone here, and you already know what the future holds for those people that are feeling hopeless, God, and just help them to look to you, and we just thank you so much, your name, amen. Father, I come before you with thanksgiving in my heart. I thank you, Lord, for um, all that you've done for us, Lord. I thank you for creating an environment in a church, Lord, that we can do life together. 
I bring before you the cell groups of this church, Lord. Something that I think is just so important as we develop friendships and relationships, a place that we can share our struggles, a place that we can rejoice, that we can um, serve, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you will just be with the cell groups throughout our church, Lord, as they do life together. Help people to understand the importance of what they're doing there and take it seriously, Lord. I just pray that you'll continue to make that a stronger and stronger ministry within our church. I pray, Lord, for the young adults in our church, sometimes it's easy to forget about them, Lord. Um, and sometimes they probably feel lonely. Maybe they feel like um, they don't have a place, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that we can come alongside them, help them to know they can, they can reach out to people within the church, Lord. Help us to love on them. Help us to be an example to them, um, both in life and in our marriages, Lord. I bring before you the marriages of our church, Lord. You know, there's not a perfect marriage amongst us, but yet it's so hard to admit that. I pray, Lord, that you will help those who do have a struggle, or even if they don't have a struggle, to reach out to people. Talk about their marriages, Lord. Bring them before you. I thank you so much that even when we feel alone, that you're there to walk this road with us. It's not something that we're doing on our own, Lord. And sometimes when it seems like things are dire and things are stressful and things are hard, and we think that there's no end in sight, Lord, but you're there for us. We can lean on you. Help us to lean on each other as well. See that... Uh, open ourselves up and tell people we are in need, Lord. Have people praying for us and working with us. I just pray, Lord, that you will lift up the marriages of this church. Help them to um, become stronger and more like you. Help us to love our spouses as you have loved us. Help us to forgive as you have forgiven us. In your name I pray. Amen. Father God, I come before you on behalf of the students at Sailorville Church. The more that I have gotten to know them, the more stories that I've heard, the more I realize that they're under attack, that there are so many trials in their lives, people who are in pain and, and ruined as a result of sin, people who are struggling with the weight of the world on their shoulders, and God, I pray that you would protect them. I pray that our students would see you as mighty and powerful and able to overcome all of the issues that they're facing. I pray that, that they would view you and knowing you as the best thing that they could ever do with their lives. May they regard the world as inconsequential compared to your might. May they have their greatest satisfaction in knowing their true Messiah, Jesus Christ. I pray that as they move out into the world, 
especially for those seniors that are graduating this year as they go off on their own. I pray that they would set an example for believers in speech, life, love, faith, and impurity, and that our students would be a beacon to those in their schools, even to those in this church and older Christians that they come into contact with. May they be a beacon shining Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, I pray as the students realize that you are better than anything they could possibly seek after, that others would see that and their lives would back up what they're saying, um, what they're preaching, your good news. And I pray that if they invite friends to youth group, um, if they're speaking of you, that they would come and hear more about your word. And um, I pray that we would be receptive to visitors on Wednesday nights or Sunday nights. And I pray now for the volunteers, all of the cell group leaders and youth group, that they would realize there are um, visitors coming and that we would be able to be effective in making more people more like Jesus in the high school and the middle school. And I thank you and praise you for the wonderful volunteers that you have risen up in Sailorville and their willingness to pour into these students' lives and just bless them for that. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Lord, what an honor. Thank you for the ministry that we have for these kids, these precious kids. Thank you for providing the facility so that we can expand. And yet we need you so much. We need your grace. Thank you for your compassion, your example, to know the details of our formation before the foundation of the world and to have continued compassion throughout every day as we wake up to know that you're with us, to know that you're with these kids. Uh, the parents trust so much vulnerability to the children ministry and we need you and your grace to help us to serve and to be uh, fruitful. Help us as leaders to be following you, Jesus, to be uh, dying each day, to be used by you for your glory forever, to know that we're filled with the fruits of righteousness, that we would depend upon your spirit. These kids, pray for their health, Pray for their salvation, for them to understand in their heart the need for their Savior. Even now as they're hearing the gospel, I pray that you would be working. And I know that you are. 
raise up a new generation of teachers, raise up a new generation of Christ followers to give you glory as you deserve. As we take a, uh, think about the, the Rise Up ministry, um, please comfort those leaders and uh, provide new leaders. Uh, work in the hearts of those that may serve in that, even now. Uh, prepare them in their souls. Uh, prepare them in your word. And uh, may they sacrifice their time uh, for you and for the precious friends and folks that join us in Rise Up that they may hear the gospel, be encouraged by your word, encouraged in love, that your love is for all and for their salvation, for those who come and have not uh, embraced you as savior. Thank you, Jesus. We love you so much. In your name we pray, amen. Lord, uh, I just thank you for this opportunity that we actually can come together and just pray to you um, without any real fear of uh, reproach from the government or anything like that, Lord. And that's not necessarily the case in so many countries around the world. And with that in mind, Lord, I do pray for our missionaries. I just pray that you would encourage them. <clears throat> It's hard to be away from your home. It's hard to be away from your, your families. Let us pray that you encourage them by just giving them fruit. Help them to see fruit, see souls saved, Lord. And I pray that you just give them a sustained spirit. And let us specifically pray for the Farvers right now. Uh, Josh and his father just passing away this past Wednesday. Lord, I pray that you just comfort them. Those types of things happen so often when you're off on your missions, trying to accomplish the Great Commission, and something back home happens, Lord, and everything just seems like it's a whirlwind, Lord, and that can't be easy. So, Lord, I just pray that you'd comfort the missionaries that go through uh, those tough times, Lord. I pray that you'd just be with them, and I pray that you just help us as a church to come alongside of them and just to help them in any way that we can, um, and this is one of them, by just praying to them, praying to you, I mean, for them. I also pray for uh, the Engage Network, uh, all of the pastors uh, involved in this, Lord, uh, not just the lead pastors, but the, um, the second-hand guys and the worship leaders. Lord, I just pray that you would you just help all of the pastors on staff, Lord, to just be above reproach, um, and that they would just have a conviction to just spend quality time with you, in your word, in prayer, uh, to just truly, genuinely enjoy you um, and just find true fulfillment in uh, worshiping you in their own lives personally. And it wouldn't just be lip service, Lord. Uh, and lastly, I do pray for Easter this week. Um, I just pray that there would be so many, not just here at Sailorville, but all over the world that uh, there would be unsaved souls just walking into buildings and you would just prepare their heart because I know that a lot of them it is just something that they do once a year. Uh, I just pray that you would prepare their hearts to just hear the gospel message with brand new eyes for the first time this Sunday, Lord. 
And then uh, as a church, I just pray that we would be diligent into making contacts with these unbelievers, people that we're inviting. Lord, I just pray that we would get to know more people this Sunday and that if we did invite people that we would make the contact and uh, you just allow uh, just Bible studies to um, start up and that and if it's your will that a lot of souls would be saved because of this, Lord. We need your help, Lord, and we love you in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Our time is up, and I just want to just say, first of all, thank you for being here tonight and taking seriously this time. Thank you, all those of you who prayed at the end. I just marveled over the grace of God in all of their lives. Brant and Amy, since that video uh, came out last week, I had a guy tell me today he's watched it every single day this week. <laughs> I don't know why, but, uh, well, I mean, he did actually tell one of the, one of the reasons he did, but God is really, really uh, working in people's lives and marriages, and you know that because you're telling me about that. And uh, so if you have questions, that, that video is not just meant to be a one and done. That's a resource, as I mentioned last week. And I trust that you'll be using that. But everyone here from Laura, gents, that was great hearing you. And this, the, the Bushes here, if you haven't got to know the Bushes, you need to. Uh, leading our high school and doing a great job there. Tim Ward, wherever you are, uh, uh, the last couple of weeks we've had people coming up to us, little ones come up and saying, I want to be saved. And uh, I can only believe it's because they've been hearing the gospel in their homes and in shine. And just this morning, someone came up to my wife and said, I want to be saved. Uh, so I praise the Lord for that. We're rejoicing in all of that. Um, you know, it's good to hear, have my son pray at the very end. You know, he spent two weeks in a juvenile jail about six years ago. And he preached to that very jail this morning. That blessed my heart. Praise the Lord. Yeah, his friend Dylan, who's here tonight with him. You were with him, weren't you, Dylan? So if you haven't met Dylan, sorry, Dylan, he's a pretty shy guy now. You got 15 people coming to you afterwards here. Oh, well. A uh, couple things just before we let you go. Prayer all week. If you didn't get one of these, make sure you get one of these to kind of guide your own personal prayer life throughout the week. You'll be getting emails as well from me throughout the week, little prayer prompters, the cards at the information center. Use them, invite people to come, please. And then uh, all week, 6 a.m., starting tomorrow morning, right here, we'll be praying. Come with your request. We'll get right at it. May the Lord uh, honor that. We had over 1,300 people in here this morning. And uh, so please note that. It's not a joke. When I, I mean, if you're second service people, we get it. And we're, I'm trusting. I've already heard some you know, saying they're going to come in the first or the third. That's great. I don't know how that's going to work out, but be thoughtful of that and uh, it's going to be crazy next week but resurrection sunday's coming and uh, but in between time we stop off at good friday pastor brad's going to be bringing the word of god on the crucifixion around the lord's table it'll be very powerful at 5 and 6 30 this friday night we hope you'll come back to that as well and uh all those of you at parking there's going to be off-site parking over by the chiropractic uh, area over there by next to casey's uh, please utilize that. That'll be needed as well. So God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Go get your kids.